Having a streamlined procurement process and a clear procurement strategy is essential to ensure your organization is able to meet its business goals, ranging from profitability to sustainability and more. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. Tips and tricks from the pros. Let's do this. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Hélène, and today we will be talking about why the scope of a project is essential in consulting. However, before that, let me give you a recap of the podcast from last week. According to a recent study from the French Senate, Emmanuel Macron's administration and other public organizations have signed contracts worth at least 2.4 billion euros with consulting companies since 2018 for work on subjects ranging from the introduction of the coronavirus vaccination to digital transformation. What we saw last week is that the controversy was amplified by the political context since we were still in the middle of a presidential election. Actually, France doesn't spend more money than its European neighbors and most of the consulting expenses was used for the digital transformation of the public sector and the management of the pandemic. However, we were still able to find areas of progress for the French government to better use, buy, and manage consulting. Indeed, implementing consulting procurement best practices, such as demand management, make or buy, panel management, project management, or performance management, could really make a difference. But this week, let me talk about one of my favorite topics. Why is the scope of a project essential in consulting? It's not unusual to realize when you start explaining your needs that you're embracing a scope too large or that the project could be broken down into smaller pieces. The main objective here is to provide a high-level overview of the problem and adjust the scope that is best suited to the purpose of the entire project. Here are seven reasons why you need an RFP to clarify the scope of your projects. It's the only way to know what you need. You know, I know that when you buy consulting services, there isn't necessarily a formal RFP process. Let's be clear. Using an RFP does not always imply competition. Clarifying criteria and translating them into an RFP is what defining the scope means to me. The first reason is that it will be very difficult to determine what type of consulting firm you could work with unless you know what your requirements are. And the truth is that one consulting firm that you work with previously on one project is not necessarily the right one for the next. And you won't know that unless you know what you're looking for. The second reason is that if you don't define the scope of your project, you won't know what internal stakeholders will be impacted by the project's outcome. This is where we're talking about change management and the fact that if you can involve stakeholders early in the process and define the scope and align on the expectations, you'll be able to maximize the project's chances of success. Another important reason is that the time frame of a project is a balance between the scope, the staffing, and your internal milestones. And if you need to understand that, in order to make probable trade-off to get you the best outcome in the correct time with the proper staffing. Now let's talk about results. 
Most consultants, including management consultants, strategy consultants, and others, commit to results rather than resources. And unless you define what results you expect in terms of objectives and in terms of deliverables, how could they commit to that? If you don't give deliverable, you're just opening the door to some sort of time and material project. And it can become quite expensive if you're working with very high-level consultants and you might find yourself disappointed with the value for money. You want to organize a fair competition when it's possible and relevant, which is, isn't always the case, but when it is, you want to do so. They know your business, they know your context, they know what you've done before on a given topic. If you don't write that down and share it with the newcomers that you invite to your RFP, these newcomers will be at a disadvantage in that process. The truth is that when you run an RFP process with competition, your goal is to be able to choose from several outstanding proposals. So you need to put all the consulting firms in the best possible condition to deliver those solid proposals. And now we're going to talk about results and potential project in contract. A consulting project is similar to a marriage in that everything is fine until it isn't. And if you haven't planned on how to terminate the project, whether it's at the end and you're not satisfied or at the middle because it doesn't deliver, you're in a difficult situation. And so if you've clarified your expectation, if you describe what success looks like and what deliverable you're looking for, you will be able to identify the deviations and either put the consultants back on track or just terminate the project early. Ultimately, the final two components the cost is perhaps the most crucial. The cost of the consulting project is directly related to the scope of the work or the workload, and it has a different impact. You already know that how big or small you want your project to be will have a different impact on how long it will take to deliver and how much it will cost. And the same is true for the impact. If your results are unfeasible, the impact won't be there. Now, how do you negotiate price if suppliers submit different solutions? That's an excellent question. The thing is, in consulting, when you negotiate, you're not only negotiating the price. You negotiate a little bit of everything because the price is linked to the scope and the team composition. So we're going back to how important the RFP is, right? The RFP is essential because it can help you define what you're looking for, what outcomes you want, and the deliverables you need. Let's imagine that you have three proposals and they are 20, 25% over your budget, but you want to go into your budget so you can start saying, okay, I think it's too expensive. So we play the game and we ask for a discount. Actually, we often get one if they haven't given it yet, but that's not going to get us to 20 or 25%. Well, we're going to be way under that. But then when you want to go further, there are some other elements in the proposal that you can touch on, such as out-of-pocket expenses, ramp up, ramp down, the expert on the proposal, etc. But that won't get you much further than 5%. You're still 10% over your target. And the only way to get there is to refine the scope and the timing, because that's where you have the most potential for decreasing the price. Now, if you're able to just modify the breadth of the work or the depth of it, you know, the granularity in which you want the work to be done, then you can decrease the scope. And that's how you can reduce the price. You cannot compare proposal solutions one next to the other because it's kind of apples to orange. So before we get there, you need to choose what operations better for you, what team sounds fitting better for your needs and what expertise you need most. And the only way to do that is to have a clear understanding of your needs, or in other words, a well-defined scope of work. So in a conclusion, one of the first and most critical steps in project management is determining the scope of the project. 
And it's even more critical when you are buying consulting services in the scope will be your basis for identifying the potential suppliers, negotiating the proposal and steering the project. And that was the end of the podcast, folks. Next week, I want to talk about the different types of consultancy. So stay tuned. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have other questions about the scope for a consulting project, remember you can contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement and how to buy consulting services. Pro tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and manage it. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Check out the blog at consulting.wiki and find the ebook Smart Consulting Sourcing, a step-by-step guide to getting the best ROI from your consulting. Available on Amazon and other online sellers. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.